Scandal Talks, where we discover the future of fashion, art, and music. Scandal is a co-creative agency, and in this podcast, we explore the creative industry together with creators from Amsterdam and beyond. Today, I'm here with Brian. Welcome yeah. to the welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks. Um, yeah, let's get right into it. When someone doesn't know you, like, how do you usually explain to them what you're all about? That's a funny thing, because um, I've always done a lot. Um, so uh, one time someone gave me a tip just to box it, just, mm-hmm. just say one thing, because um, it looks like you're bragging mm-hmm. if you can't do a lot. Um, and he's right, because when someone says, uh, I'm a model, I'm a DJ, I'm a stylist, I'm a, you're like, sure. <laughs> All right, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's, it's less now mm-hmm. uh, with the newer generations, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, People really do dabble in in a lot, um, so I had to think of a box, and uh, yeah, the box is visual artist. So I just say visual artist, and then it's not weird if you also write a children's book or you mm-hmm. make a documentary or you make a statue because yeah. it all fits that box. Yeah. So that box does give a lot of uh, leeway. Yeah, like you can branch out to, out into different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guy that gave me the tip, uh, Buster, shout out, um, he, he used himself as an example because he's a graphic designer, mm-hmm. but he does a lot uh, besides that his wife works in fashion, so he helped her with a lot of stuff. And uh, But he doesn't um, uh, relay all of that information. Mm-hmm. So if you go to his site, you'll see he's a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so that was a good tip. Because if someone gets to know him, mm-hmm. they'll figure out that he can do more, and then they'll mm-hmm. try and utilize that as well. So yeah, so it's a good. Uh, it was good tip. Yeah, that's definitely some practical advice. I mean, we have kind of the same problem since we started because we've with Scandal, we've done a lot of different stuff and dabbled in a lot of different things. Um, and yeah, some people don't even know nowadays that we're at the core, like a creative agency. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, you guys are the people that do the podcast, right? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you're doing the DJ show or that event or this event or whatever. Um, so it's also good to just kind of not confuse people by finding out what. It, it, no one's uh, no one's one emotion or yeah. one thing or likes uh, one thing only. So mm-hmm. uh, it's logical that we do and like and practice mm-hmm. more stuff. Um, but you just have to learn them in with something. I'm a director. So, yeah. Oh, so okay. And then they'll find out you also have this amazing stamp collection, <laughs> or train set, or whatever. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. Take us back to where it all started for you with art. Like, what kind of kid were you growing up, and how did you get into it? I was a fun factory loving kid. Don't know how old you are but that was a that was a, um, a saturday morning cartoon show mm-hmm. uh, on sky channel and uh, so i w- always woke up and we had this big wooden table and i had like my blanket and pillows and mm-hmm. i was under the table religiously waking up uh, on time to see all the cartoons uh, so there's this track uh, cartoons and serial by uh, kendrick mm-hmm. uh, with gunplay that's that's like how how my uh, setup was it's like serial <laughs> cartoons yeah. and um 
Uh, and the fun stuff was that um, when that was done, you had Yo MTV Raps uh, on MTV. Oh, okay. uh, so it was like it's my religion to so like cartoons and hip hop yeah that's what you grew up on yeah 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 so um, so underneath the table that was my spaceship and I uh, I'm an only child but I have an army of cousins so mm. um, so I had a how do you say that uh, best of both worlds mm-hmm. so I can be totally fine being alone Mm-hmm. And uh, with my own thoughts and my own creativity, but I'm pretty social as well. Mm-hmm. And um, um, so yeah, that that was that was me um, seeing art because I really thought it was art. It is art. Mm-hmm. It's like the best people ever were yeah. working on all those cartoons. The, yeah. the the best artists ever were writing the rhymes and creating the visuals mm-hmm. and making the beats. Uh, and you you have to imagine. Um, so I grew up, was born in the eighties, and then like the nineties, you have um, the what is it, the golden age, hip hop golden age, mm-hmm. or is it not the golden? I don't I don't remember. But the whole Mob Deep, Wu Tang, mm-hmm. uh, Biggie, yeah, yeah that sure. era, Far Side, all of that. So that was nineties. Uh, so eighties, nineties was filled with that, and um, my cousin. Uh, older cousin had uh, had his room plastered full with Spider-Man comics, so uh, that was like my stand stand hall moment that you're mm-hmm. flabbergasted by art, mm-hmm. and um, so I straight up copied him. I I uh, used some of my walls to do the same, and uh, put uh, these comic books in the in all the plastic, and then uh, two needles hanging oh, it up. Okay. And um, so I started drawing then, but uh, now I started drawing when everyone starts drawing when you're a small kid. Mm-hmm. But uh, because of the whole comics, and um, I um, I got pretty good for that age. Yeah. And um, um, and it was it was pretty cool because uh, both the comics and the the cartoons they were filled with uh, knowledge. Mm-hmm. Because it was all entertainment, but yeah. it always had something to say. Like yeah. X Men comics are about uh, racism and discrimination. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the GI Joe, uh, they'll mm-hmm. they'll give you a life lesson, and at the end they'll say, um, "Was it again?" Um, now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so I really soaked that up, and the same with uh, with hip hop. Uh, putting in in sixteen bars. Um, you can you can put a lot. You can make a love song. You can make mm-hmm. uh, you can tell people that you're the baddest ever. You can yeah. tell you give can give people information. Yeah. You can mobilize people. So uh, that was the first time that I really um, soaked up storytelling mm-hmm. through pop culture. Who's who's the best uh, storyteller from the '90s age from from rap in your opinion? I couldn't choose. Um, I'd have to say Biggie, no? Biggie, Biggie is for sure up there. Um, but I think Tupac as well. Yeah. And I think Wu-Tang as well. Um, the, the entire Wu-Tang. Mm-hmm. And then you have Jizza that gives you like all this space, uh, dense, lyrical mm-hmm. information. And then you have Method Man just being cool. Uh, but also talking about uh, uh, love 
in a in a track with uh, Mary J. Blige, and then you have Jay Z with the whole hustler, smooth, mm-hmm. uh, smooth talker, smooth talk, yeah. and uh, other members of Wu Tang, mm-hmm. old Dirty Bassett is straight up crazy, mm-hmm. uh, but in an amazing way, mm-hmm. um, and in a, almost in the same way as uh, uh, artists like Hef is now in the Netherlands. So you can just choose something and be bummy, but you can be cool being bummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all about your charm and your yeah. um, uh, and the way you present yourself, um, or the way he did his hair, like with the braids, but all on one side. And it's so it's 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 it, style was also incorporated in in all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, maybe you're poor and you only have white shirts from the Zeman, mm-hmm. but the way you rock it, it's it's. Now everyone wants white shirts from the same one because that one guy yeah. rocks the hell out of it. Yeah. And that's, um, that's, that's, that's amazing. You, as a young kid, I didn't really understand it, but now as a, a full-fledged grown-up official, mm-hmm. um, you, you, you connect the dots and, uh, and you actually learn that you, you learned more from that than probably from school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and that all your friends, you share that passion. Mm. You share the passion for basketball and for hip hop and for cartoons yeah. and for. Um, so it really molded uh, uh, the things that I do and the person that I am. Still. Would, would you say that like what constitutes good art for you? Is it the you know? It has to easy, speak to your soul. Unders- really has to speak to your soul. It, it, it's. Um, if I see someone that um, uh, yesterday I saw um, uh, friends of mine they they um, they shared a, a YouTube no sorry um, an Instagram page of an artist that like uh, cuts paper and mm-hmm. puts it all together and then makes uh, covers yeah yeah covers. no the, the oh, covers okay. that you know so that person um, uh, made the the uh, Kanye West cover of uh, Jesus, the CD. Oh, wow. Okay. But he did it like with paper and cut it all together. And if that was like um, a big piece that you could buy or something, mm-hmm. that's that's something that, I, that I'd like. Uh, imagine someone does that with the, the Biggie cover or the Wu-Tang uh, 36 Chambers cover or whatever, and, and you can actually buy that or you can just look at it. Mm-hmm. That, that speaks to you because you you have something with that. Or if someone would like grab old Brave Star uh, uh, cartoons or whatever, Inspector Gadget. Mm-hmm. That's that's something that, that actually links to your childhood. So um, not that good art has to link to your childhood, but it has to make you feel something. It has to do something with you. So Spider-Man comics actually does something for me. Mm-hmm. And um, and to tell you the truth, I think there's more art in a, a comic book shop and greater stories in a comic book shop than there's at a museum, mm-hmm. because every inch is used mm-hmm. uh, to house all these stories, and um, and great artists, male and female, um, all sorts of stories, all sorts of uh, magic, mm-hmm. and. Um, and very diverse as well. So um, I, I just saw yesterday that I really got geeked about it. Uh, there's this comic book named Bitter Root. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, and I saw that uh, Ryan Coogler, the the director of Black Panther and uh, Fruitville Station and Creed, yes. uh, that he's uh, that he like adopted that storyline and that he's going to make it uh, for the big screen. Yeah. So that's that's, that's, that's like next level. That's super dope because that's that's a, a one of the finest comics that I've read lately. And so, uh, so I just grabbed it and I and I started reading it in the shop, and then I took it with me, and I was like, "This is cool. This mm -hmm. is very dope. It's like this. I'm gonna make a, a small commercial for the story now, <laughs> but it's about this um, family that's been fighting uh, monsters for ages, a black family in uh, like what is it, 1920 or 1930s Harlem, New York, and. Uh, the family is almost all uh, decimated. So there are like a few cousins and stuff left that actually know that there's this whole secret world uh, and they're trying to protect the people that don't even really mm. like them because it's a, it's a black family. And, um, and it's, it's just amazing. You can do so much with, with, um, with stories like these because I, I now made a graphic novel as well. And, um, um, it's called Franklin, right? Franklin, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's written by a, a, an older Dutch lady, and uh, she really wanted me to, to draw it. And then um, I hooked her up with a few people that could help her with, uh, story, with the story as well. And uh, I brought a friend of mine uh, with me, uh, Leona Tonk, that did uh, the, the, the graphic design. Mm -hmm. uh, so I did then uh, the, the illustrations. And uh, with Liana, I've been working since my children's books. So she actually did all my books now. And uh, it's a very uh, uh, dope uh, ping pong back and forth. And um, But what I, what I wanted to say is with, with the children's books and with uh, Franklin, it's, it's um, uh, graphic novels and comics are a way of uh, shaping what you envision entirely. Mm because it's like storyboards you actually make storyboards for what could be a movie or a commercial or uh, a short series of a series or whatever um so people can actually dive into that world and yeah. if they then see these are this would be amazing on the big screen mm -hmm. with these actors and this yeah. and this that's 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 what i enjoy about it so that's why I, that's why the whole comic book movie thing is has blown up mm. because you have all these people that have an emotional bond with it mm -hmm. and um and their and their stories that are highly original and uh people talk a lot about superhero fatigue mm. uh, what i understand as well but i, I like saw the, the joker movie uh two days ago that's, that's that's amazing that's an amazing movie yeah I mean, I think that's that's the nice thing about pop culture, art, mm -hmm. and storytelling. That way, it's it's a lot. It feels like a lot easier to consume. You know, it's. I feel sometimes, you know, you were mentioning museums and and art. Yeah. It's a bit like there's almost this exclusivity barrier sometimes where sometimes, you yeah. have to, you know, know stuff about art to really understand it, and then yeah. maybe that that's also discouraging for people <clears throat> to consume art. Um, yeah, it's more in a more traditional way, you know. You know what? You know what the key is. Um, the key is to be confident. Try and be confident in the stuff you make, 
try to find out who you are, what you like, what you don't like. And, and I think if you're confident and someone tries to make you feel bad because you don't know uh, the people that, that are on the museum walls or whatever, just flip it. Be like, okay, oh, no, I don't know that. But do you know all nine members of Wu-Tang Clan? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they'll, they might be quiet. But it's like, um, it's, uh, it's not like sh- slut shaming, but it's like knowledge shaming. Yeah. You don't know that and that guy? You don't know this and that, that and that person? Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. It's like, that's your world, but, you know, I might not know who, your world, who, but who, you know mine. Who decides what, um, uh, I met this um, uh, very dope artist, um, uh, Tavares Trayan in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maru was here, right? Yeah. Uh, a few days ago, um, uh, weeks ago, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I was in New York with him and, and a few other people, and we uh, we went to Tavares Strahan's um, uh, uh, studio, mm-hmm. and he was talking about that he um, he has uh, roots in the Bahamas, and uh, Bahamas or I thought it was the Bahamas, mm-hmm. but he um, uh, his his grandmother gave him like a. a, a, a encyclopedia because it's you're on a beautiful island and it's fun but at some point you've seen everything mm-hmm. so you get bored and you want to do something and his grandmother was like here read the encyclopedia transport yourself to mm-hmm. other realms and stuff yeah yeah and uh but that stick with him the same way uh comics and cartoons stick with me um so now as an adult uh visual artist he he made his own encyclopedia because he found found it vastly um, uh, interesting what actually makes it into those books mm-hmm. because someone gets to choose that your story might be more interesting than mine or mm-hmm. that everyone needs to know about this golden age of uh, piracy yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that uh, the, the Dutch uh, 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 old school the whatever time uh, mm-hmm. uh, stole a lot of stuff overseas and just brought it back and enriched itself Uh, someone thinks that's more interesting than actually uh, the 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 ravaged people that were left behind Mm -hmm. and what that did to to them and that's a funny thing because the the joker movie almost explains that as well if we just take and we don't take care of each other Mm -hmm. um, what happens to someone that that had it rough his whole life what can happen and uh spoiler alert but uh i'll stop here but it's 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 an amazing uh character piece that movie and um and another way that pop culture the dc uh comic book villain story actually says something and it always did but if you're like a guy in makeup that likes to fight a guy dressed as a bat I can't take that seriously. There's like no why behind it. It seems like yeah, yeah, and of course it's 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 pulp sometimes. It's it's entertainment, but it, but there are, Batman is like eighty five years old now. It's it's, and it's still popping. Mm. It's still people get excited that Matt Reeves is going to do a Batman story and that uh, uh, Robert Pattinson is going to play uh, the guy in the cow. Yeah, and uh, and it's it's a character that's eighty five years old, and it still gets to uh, push people's buttons, mm-hmm. and um, and that's 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 amazing. But I forgot your uh, 
question. You remember? No, not really. But I mean, it, so- <laughs> it sounds like um, storytelling is a big part of your life and, and your art, I guess, as well. Yeah. Um, and I can totally relate. I, I grew up watching anime, like a lot of anime and similar to cartoons. I mean, it is cartoon in a way, I would say, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's come has a bit of a different cultural background and, and storytelling. But yeah, it does. Um, how, how, how do you approach making art? Like, what's your process? Do you start with the story or does it develop after you've kind of gone with an idea or a certain look of an illustration or something um it depends i'm, I'm very visually uh, um, orientated so um, visuals always come to play and uh, but story is 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 important um so when i'm uh, writing those children's books um i always write it first and then i have people to spar with um, uh, for like my first book that was uh, karen amat mukrim and for my second, it was uh, Esther Duiske, mm-hmm. both amazing writers. Uh, the first uh, wrote like a ton of books and the, the latter did like a bunch of uh, theater plays. And um, so I write the whole thing and, uh, and, and, it, and it already played out in my head. And then I start ping ponging with them and with, uh, with uh, uh, my, uh, uh, someone at the publisher as well, mm-hmm. uh, Marsha. Um, and then we try and uh, uh, so I give it to them when I'm like for certain that it's dope. Mm-hmm. Okay, if we do this, then it will be dope. And then they actually take stuff away or put things back or uh, shorten it or they're like, but what if uh, you just focus on that? Mm-hmm. And then it actually gets even better, something that I, that you couldn't fathom first. Yeah. And it gets even better. And then when the story is... Um, on paper, it's all done. Then I start drawing, but I already had the images in my head. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I already start drawing and we change the story, and I have like drawings or paintings that will not be used, mm. that's that's just a waste of time. So I, um, uh, but I, but I uh, turn over time is pretty quick. When the story is done and I get to uh, paint or draw, uh, I'm pretty quick because I know uh, for so long what I wanted mm. to do. Nice. And I mean, before that, because I mean, you didn't start right away publishing no. books or, or how has that process of, you know, for, when you did for the very first time of publishing a book and sparring with other people on your concepts, like, how was that for you? Was it completely different? And was there like pros and cons? Before that time? or So like before you, would, I mean, you mainly just work in on the art by yourself. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Like for yourself, even sometimes I would assume. For sure. Um, how was that transition for you from you know making art yourself to then doing something that is still your art, but you're making it with other people? It's like kind of like a collaboration. Um, it's pretty easy for me because I always collaborate with people. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was growing up, I was the only uh, person in my friend group that didn't rap or make beats. So I was always the, the guy that, that drew the flyer for when the guys were going mm-hmm. to perform somewhere. Um, so there was always a collaborative work back then even. And, um, and so I, and I also worked for a theater company very long, um, Made in the Shade, that later became the MC Theater. Um, 
and they work very collaborative as well. They they have like this cipher um, uh, cipher way of working. Mm-hmm. Like everyone stands in a circle almost when you rap and you battle um, or you freestyle. You freestyle, then I'm, and then the other guys are, mm-hmm. and then this girl steps up and kills us all. And yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, and in the same way, they make theater. So they, I can at best um, describe it as when a hip hop producer samples, mm-hmm. like take Kanye West or Rizza or Jay Dilla or whoever, um, you grab. A sample so you you take a record and you take that last part of a vocal and then you add japanese drums from this other cd that you mm-hmm. bought this one time yeah. and then you add uh this one lyricist and then you add this one whoever a guy or girl and so you make something entirely new mm-hmm. but um but it's lifted from these other already um, uh, existing stuff so that's how we made theater and um and the fun thing is so i was um i have a bachelor in in communications Mm -hmm. and um uh, so i worked there as a pr and marketing guy and uh, when i did that um, that's my job but the fun thing is that i can actually add story points or actors that i know or musicians that i know or whoever um to their play because it's this cipher way of working. Mm-hmm. So they actually, even if I was like uh, cleaning up the desks or something, if I had a dope idea, they they'd always listen. So that's how we uh, became a, a very a competent and cool underdog in the Dutch uh, uh, theater scene, especially in Amsterdam. And uh, so we had a very hip hop way of working, mm-hmm. and. Um, and the, the the audience actually got that. So the, our audience was always diverse in a time that people, now everyone's talking about diverse uh, audiences and stuff like that, but we already had that in the early 2000s. So, um, so that was fun. It was a very pioneering group that taught me a lot of how to tell stories um, and to work together with people. So I, I always had that, um, uh, like-minded, uh, uh, search for your like-minded people and mm-hmm. see what you can create together. So even if um, uh, it's my project and I made it or I drew it or whatever, I'll, I'll always search for people like, okay, but could you like voice the the characters? Or could you like make, a, you make amazing hip hop beats, but there are always, there's a storytelling element to them. Could you like make the score mm. underneath uh the audio um, and that I almost make a cartoon or something like that. So um, I, I made a, um, a 27 minute um, animation that didn't move. It was like uh, image and then the next image and then the next image, almost like photos, mm-hmm. uh, but then drawings. Um, but I made a lot of drawings and you still had like the voiceover. So it was like a storyboard and um, and then I asked a whole lot of hip hop uh, legends to voice characters. And at some point I had this um, uh, ex- exposition with all the, with all, uh, the, the drawings against the wall. And then there was like this room, back room where you could see the whole thing as, a, as an animation or as a short movie. 
And uh, that was the first time that I dabbled in making the, that children's story. And that's the way I got uh, my publishing deal. Because mostly when people uh, mail the publisher, they add this Word doc, uh, 500 pages, and then they call the next day, did you read it? Oh, yeah. And, and, um, and the thing that I did is like I, I added a Vimeo link, and I just had to press play and watch. And they heard the voices, they saw the, the drawings, and they were like, why doesn't no one ask this guy to make a book? Mm-hmm. So they called me and were like, we really want to, we, we, we saw it, it's, it's amazing. We, we'd like to talk to you further about this. And that's how that story became the first children's book. Mm-hmm. But it was because of all the help I got uh, from all the musicians and uh, people that added their flavor yeah. uh, that, that made that uh, happen. Yeah, it sounds like, I mean, Amsterdam in general, you know, since we've also started with Scandal or being like active in the creative scene, seems like creative collectives are a lot of times like a very powerful tool for people to, or for people who still want to uh, be independent and don't yeah. want to go into the corporate okay. world, world and like learn, get experience that way to just kind of work together and find themselves almost. Um, yeah, true, true. But the, yeah, you have to, you have to find your like-minded people and, and click up mm-hmm. because um, that's how you, the Netherlands, I think the world it's in some capacity is a very uh, show and prove place. So if I mm-hmm. tell you that I'm a very good actor, which I'm not, but if I could, if I, if I told you that, um, why would you believe me? Because mm. you didn't see anything, you just have to take me on my word and maybe you do and you're like okay i have this commercial come play and i can't play Mm. you're like why did i believe this guy Mm. so it's a very it's 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 a small place and um everyone wants the same uh great paying job or the great paying uh, 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 agency or the whatever everyone wants to be on top so that they have more freedom more more money means more possibilities and mm-hmm. you can go on vacation whenever you want all of that mm-hmm. and um so if you uh, uh, if you have like this uh, of course i lost my train of thought because i'm brian <laughs> if you uh, have this like tool as a collective you mean oh yeah, yeah. if you if you if you click up um and you do it your way you can become daily paper and pata and filling pieces and mm-hmm. the new originals and mm-hmm. LFMC, the, the, the art click that, that I'm a part of because you, you actually help each other, um, get somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then the, the gatekeepers actually see you doing well and they want, they want a piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, we want to work with you guys because you have your ear to the streets or you know how to get yeah, these yeah. people in that we can reach. And, and, and that's, that's what you want because mm-hmm. you want to say no, if it's not kosher, you want to be able to, uh, already have your own, uh, imprint or you're already making your own money. You're already happy doing what you like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so if the new collabo doesn't add on to that, you don't have to do it. Mm. And people actually respect no uh, better than people think. Mm-hmm. Because if you say, no, I'm, I'm busy, they're like, you're, you're busy? 
<laughs> but we're multinational or yeah. Rex Museum or yeah. but but we're so this one time uh, someone called that wanted to do a, a project and I was like oh sounds good what what the money looked like though yeah I was like My, money but we're but we're X yeah so okay X but yeah, also gonna eat. I, I kind of have stuff to do and uh, and the whole but this is good for your portfolio stuff that's 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 old news you can't keep saying that yeah because no one looks at your portfolio mm-hmm. why would they yeah you have to you have to be you have to like um, no one really looks at websites unless they want to find your address or something like that Mm-hmm. People are like, the first thing people do when they get up is grab their phone, watch Instagram. So if you're not in my timeline, then mm-hmm. yeah. you don't exist. Yeah. I mean, actually, you do, but yeah, yeah. But it's, then if, but then I have to search for it. Yeah. And I actively search for something that I don't know about like yet. Time that's out of your that's, day. that's yeah. weird. So, but if I see something and it, and it speaks to me, mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, that, that looks cool. What is it? And then I'll press mm. and then it says a link in bio and then I look and then I'm on your site mm. and then I see what you're doing. Yeah. But before that time, how it's, it's like a thing. I was uh, at a, a, a M1 of that press was in Rotterdam, mm. uh, the MC. And there were like all these, uh, it was a very great Q&A. And there were all these questions that uh, uh, MCs in the audience were asking him. And um, and every MC in the audience was the greatest MC ever, but no one knew who they were. And it was everyone else's fault except their own. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he was very uh, gracious. He was like, uh, so they were asking him tips. And he was like, make sure your neighbor knows that you rap or sing or start from the uh, community itself. Mm. If there's a black party in your hood and you're not uh, scheduled to perform, the community will say this black party makes no sense because uh, Scandal wasn't uh, invited to spit. Mm. Ah, okay. So you going to get him or, or, you, or are we just not coming? Mm-hmm. Or even better, Scandal does the black party yeah. with help of the community. So he was saying all these things and people were like, nah, I just want the cheat code. Yeah, I just a, want the, think, the yeah. fastest way. Yeah. And, and um, at least that's not everyone in the, in the room was, was like that. But I, I sensed that some of them were like, nah, I just want the cheat code. I just want mm. to be on top real quick. Yeah. And it's not fun that yeah. way. Every, every, person, every interview we've ever seen, all these people are, are saying, uh, I like the money and I like the freedom that it brings, but I don't like the fame. Mm-hmm. I can't walk my streets uh, normal. Mm-hmm. I have to have all sorts of security and people are writing bad shit about me. It, it actually affects my well-being and my mental health. Um, and that doesn't happen with... Uh, the guys and girls from Pata because mm-hmm. they have this whole community and they're um, they're having fun when they're yeah. in New York and they have a pop-up shop it's it's fun and, and good energy comes there and buys something because they want to support the brand mm. and um, um, and that's what I try to do so I'm not into uh, the clothing business mm-hmm. but I do look at everything 
Yeah. I look at what happens in comics. I look at what happens in movies. I look at what happens uh, uh, in fashion. Yeah, yeah. And I take all those things and I use it for what I do as a mm-hmm. um, visual artist. And the same was when I worked at the theater. Uh, I didn't look at what other theater groups did because that was pretty boring. They make flyers and they put it in theaters. That's it. Mm-hmm. So how do you get new people? Mm. So we made mixtapes, we made videos, we made soundtracks, and uh, um, we, 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 we made sure that the videos were on the box. Mm. So I called the numbers myself sometimes, so the video would be uh, played after school in all these different regions in the Netherlands, because every region has its own. Um, and so I made sure everyone saw yeah. Typhoon or yeah. Flinkenamen that made songs for our uh, for our theater mm-hmm. uh, show. And uh, the internet was still a small place. You had like a few websites that uh, that had forums and stuff that were actually mm-hmm. uh, engaged with hip hop. So we bought banners there. Mm-hmm. So everyone knew, even if they didn't come to the play that Made in the Shade was, was dope and that we, we did something mm-hmm. and we, uh, uh, utilize the culture from within the culture because we're part of the culture mm-hmm. and those were the moves that we made and it, and it worked so uh, so I try to take those lessons and, and, and use it now for myself the spotlight is now on myself because I need to feed my babies mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and have fun doing it because I've, if I tell my children you can be anything you want to be if you work hard but I have this stupid job that doesn't make me happy mm-hmm. then I'm lying to them so I have to force myself to be happy. Yeah. Not force myself, but just... Yeah. Um, Make that like number one priority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to have fun doing the stuff that I do. Yeah. And if it's not fun doing a job for uh, a brand or whatever, because they want to utilize my skills, then I'm, then I'm just going to say no. It doesn't matter how big it is. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's a magnet. If you do something that you don't really like, mm-hmm. uh, but you're like in it for the money, um people will talk and say oh no he did that for us for for uh, one one uh, one one euro mm-hmm. you can ask him don't tell him i said it so it it keeps the jobs that you don't want to do keeps coming mm. but if that's why free work is so uh, important if you're a photographer or a, or a illustrator or whatever you have to show the people the thing that you really dig mm-hmm. that you really want to do and when they see that, then they'll give you uh, opportunities mm-hmm. or, or jobs that that are in that line of, of the work that you want to do. So you're saying you have to build that leverage first in the beginning yeah, by doing so free work. And then eventually you can say, well, you know, look at what I've done. Going back to like your what you said earlier about, you know, you need to have, you need to prove your skill. Yeah, for yourself first. Yeah. Okay, this is me. It's it's people don't always know wh- who they are or, or what they like. So that's why I try try a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Just try it and and see what sticks. And you don't have to tell everybody that you're trying all sorts of stuff. Or you do. That doesn't matter. It's it's if you're truthful, that helps as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I want to do, so I'm trying all sorts of stuff and seeing what sticks. Mm-hmm. I might be uh, might come out with a sock brand. Mm-hmm. I hope you uh, buy it. Whatever. How long did it take for you to like say, okay, I'm going to stick to my guns and now I know that I'm onto something? It took a while. It took a while because when I left the theater, um, 
I was like their number one soldier. Mm-hmm. Everything I did was always in their name. So even if I did something by myself, uh, they allowed it or they were like, go, go, do it. Mm-hmm. So they're like, um, uh, so I made the artwork for uh, a, a couple of rappers, like Hef's the debut album and Jiggy J's second album and stuff like that. And, and they're like MC logos on there. And uh, because I, because I was always thinking about, I want to, I want people to find out what it is that that we do, even when they check out this guy's album. Mm-hmm. And um, and so when I left there, I was like, I don't know, uh, I don't have anything from from myself. Mm-hmm. I did a lot, and people that know me, they know that I can do a lot, but um, they're not going to take care of me or something. I, I need to find a thing that I can do. And um, <clears throat> so I. Uh, had a lot of talks with people like Busta and um, uh, and just asked them how would they move if they were me or how did they do what they did. And I think that's the power of a podcast because that's what a podcast is as well. Mm-hmm. You actually ask somebody something yeah. and then you soak up game and then yeah, for sure. redistribute I mean, it in your, your own way. That's why we do it, right? Mainly to learn. It's not like, like quite young. I'm not yeah. an ex- expert in anything yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, but no one is. Yeah, people, people are, but yeah, yeah. Um, it should be that everyone's always learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so the people that think they're done learning, that you have to ask yourself why why they yeah. think that. But um, um, so I had to. So that's that's the point when I found out. Okay, uh, I do a lot of stuff. I could do an A and R job because I did all the soundtracks and I put all these great artists together for music, mm-hmm. uh, for our theater plays. I could direct stuff because I, I did a few videos. Mm-hmm. Um, I can draw, I can do this, I can do that, I can do all sorts of stuff. But then the, the buster thing was like, okay, but I have to have one umbrella. Mm-hmm. What will it be? Okay, it's it's Bildend Kunstenaar, it's visual artist. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that I know what my box is, let's let's go, let's let's do stuff. And um, so, um, I always uh, people always think that if you're uh, an, an an artist in hip hop, that you do graffiti. Mm-hmm. If you're a, a visual artist, right. I've never done graffiti in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I just I, I can't do it. Yeah. So. Uh, so I always painted when I was younger. We also had, uh, forgot to say, um, our neighbors were professional artists as well. So when I was smaller, they always saw me uh, dabbling mm-hmm. and they saw talent. So they were like, OK, it's fun. You drew it this big, but mm-hmm. can you do it like as big as the table here? Big, uh, then Canvas, I got this yeah. big piece of paper yeah, yeah. and they're like, OK, enlarge it. And uh, isn't this a guy? Yes, it is. Why doesn't he have a uh, junk in the trunk? Uh, why does it? Why does it? It's it's a stuff, small stuff like that. It's like where um, where where are his eyes? Where's this? Where's that? Why is the sky this way? Mm-hmm. So it's always uh, so at a young age, I had I had like two mentors mm-hmm. um, that didn't uh, actively do that every day, but it was like once in the few weeks was like how's it going mm-hmm. do you know what these are and then then i then they show me little blocks of paint so add water do this you can buy it there 
and then my father would take me to that store and we bought some of that stuff and i and i dabbled mm-hmm. so uh and still watching cartoons and uh reading comics mm-hmm. uh so at some point you um you grow up and uh and you soul search because you don't know what you want to do and then you find out the the whole thing when you were younger is still beautiful fuel for who you are now mm-hmm. and um and that's when i started doing all sorts of stuff so i didn't do graffiti but i always wanted to claim your uh your um uh your clothing instead of your walls i i wanted to mm, right wanted to be on your chest so yeah, i yeah, made yeah. shirt prints and i did this mm-hmm. and did that and uh uh, friends still ask me to do some stuff. Can you do this cover for me? So I'm not a graphic designer at all. That's also a misconception. Right. So uh, when people ask me to do that, um, I have to ask a real graphic designer. Mm-hmm. Did I do it well? Or no, no, no. You have to ha- add some more space for the bleed and you have to do this. And you're like, okay, could you help me with it? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So I always, that's the thing with collaborating and finding like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can help you out but you help them out as well you that you don't have money for this job mm-hmm. but the next job uh, that comes on your desk you pass that on to no you need to check her you need mm-hmm. to check him he's good at it he'll so that's that's you pay it forward and you help uh, the younger generation as well when you see someone struggling you take them under your wing mm-hmm. and uh and you uh yeah, you, you, you help them with the platform you have. Would you say that's also why you uh, started a, a podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, we had a, an, an online magazine or platform mm-hmm. in the early 2000s called Mixin.nl. Uh, and it was like um, a window shop almost into, uh, into uh, creatives. Mm-hmm. So uh, you could be an architect or you could be a cook. Or you could be a graphic designer or an illustrator, or whatever, or an actor. Um, but we had to see you at a party somewhere. You had to be like off the culture, and um, and and we wanted to to showcase those people. So we were like a blog before the whole okay. word word blog was even a thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and we did that uh, in the first year of school, and we never stopped. So we we did that when I worked. Uh, that's how I got to know the theater group as well, oh, okay. because I um, uh, one of the girls from from our mixing group, uh, she and I were uh, going to a play, and she took me there, and I was like, well, I don't know who these people are, but let's mm-hmm. go because they're very interesting. Mm-hmm. So we saw the play uh, Offside from uh, Made in the Shade. And, uh, and that changed my life. I was like, but if this is theater, mm. and I've been to the theater, my parents took me often, yeah, yeah, yeah. but this was theater that, that, that I saw myself in and my friends. So I was like, it was like La Haine. Do you know the movie? The French movie, Black so. and White? I don't think so. No. It's a classic. You should check it out. Okay. But it, it was like La Haine uh, uh, on a theater stage. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that they were doing that story, but it was the same way that movie uh, took a hold of me, even though it, it's, it's totally in French and I don't speak French, but it, mm. I saw my friends and, um, and it was a wake up call because we always, we all, always watched uh, Yo MTV Raps mm. uh, and we're in the Netherlands. But of course, that can also be a thing in 
Italy and in France and in Spain and all these other places. So it was a wake up call. This actually happens to all of us everywhere. And that was the play as well. So, um, so we interviewed the people um, uh, of the theater group. And at some point, uh, the, the big chief said, if you ever have to do an internship, you can do it here. And that's so at some point I did that. I never left yeah, yeah. till I left. I mean, that also goes into free work, right? Like you you're exactly. finding something that you're passionate about and you use that as a vehicle to like create opportunity for yourself. Exactly. And it's funny because... You know, it's the same story with Daily Paper. It's the same story with the new originals. They all had this like platform around something that they were passionate about. Yeah. And that just opened so many doors for them and helped them build a community and, you know. And exactly. I think, I think big brands see that, you know, and I also want to, I want to ask you about that. Like, how do you get to work with, you know, Adidas, Daily Paper and those, you know, name or household names? And you um, kind of like already partially answered it, you know, like you just kind of doing. Yeah, it has to be natural. Yeah. And and the thing was, some people, when we did the whole mixing thing, some people were like uh, mostly Rotterdam people. So that's a funny thing. But they were uh, skeptical. Mm-hmm. They were like, what What do you want from me? Nothing. I just want to tell your story. And, and so we did. And that was that. And they were like, oh, you really don't need anything else. And then when you see each other again, it's like, hey, how are you doing? And it's it's all natural. And um, and then the ice melted, and then it's like, mm. yo man, you cool. Whenever you're here, holla at me so we hook up or whatever. Or you like need a place to crash mm. uh, when you you're out here, holla at me, stuff like that. So you you actually um, uh, create real uh, relationships with people, mm-hmm. and um, and that network that I build up with mixing. Is what I got to take with me when I worked at the theater group. Mm-hmm. So when we, when it was time to make soundtracks, I could actually call some people and this is what we're doing. Uh, would you like to be involved? And then it's no, I have not, don't have time. Or yeah, man, sounds dope. Mm-hmm. And um, and you work with that, and the people that say no, that's that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they see like if the people said no, but they see the end result mm-hmm. in a few months, they're like shit. Mm-hmm. could have been on there mm-hmm. and then they're uh, more privy to when you ask them again for a new project yeah because the first time i had to tap out but now i'm in mm-hmm. so um so it's all about relationships just just being cool with people just respecting people um and i and i had like this all these uh jobs back in the day before just uh for when you were a kid yeah. Uh, I worked at a, a cinema uh, spot mm. and uh, I cleaned and all of that. And, and you actually, I have a lot of respect for everybody. Like the streets, the, the, the way the, the tiles are, are put or buildings or whatever. It's, it's all craftsmanship. It's all art mm. in, in some way. So like, and maybe it's my tick, but... Uh, imagine you you get uh, you order something in a restaurant and you get the wrong order. Some people get like weird, aggressive, and send it back. Don't don't fuck with people yeah. that make your food. Those people have probably never worked in Horeca before. Exactly. So so you have to understand people don't fuck up your order mm. for fun. Yeah. They actually put time and energy in. So I'm like I'm like almost I'm so sorry, but I'm, I'm I don't eat meat. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a this is not the whatever this is not the vegetable uh, burger the veggie burger that I ordered. I know it's it's fucked up, but could change it up. Could yeah. change it up. I didn't take a bite. Maybe you can. Yeah, I don't yeah. know who ordered it. Maybe someone else ordered it as well. You can like mm-hmm. give it to that person real quick. I'm always like crazy humble because I know what it's like to mm-hmm. to work in those spots. Yeah. And I think that's very important for empathy and and um, for for everything that you do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, to answer your your first question, uh, or the, the the question that you asked, uh, uh, why the podcast? Uh, like mixing, we we stopped doing that because it took a lot of our time, mm-hmm. um, and everyone was like getting married or had this full time job or. So I was like the only one still working at it because I knew what it brought us all. Mm. It brought us everywhere where we were and found us, uh, some people found their partner uh, in love or in business uh, through the medium. So it was, um, uh, it, it was a very um, emotional tie that I had with mixing. So at some point we stopped that and, um, and then you had the whole podcast thing going and it was like, it's actually the same thing because people are pretty lazy these days. They don't like to read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. They just want to press play and have a video or an audio. And so we could still do that um, and still be like mixing and still have your ear to the street and know who's uh, who's doing what and help them um, elevate their platform or um, tell their story mm-hmm. because people oftentimes have a, uh, an idea okay that guy is like this but you don't know that you just saw the, the guy for 10 minutes somewhere in a club or whatever mm-hmm. or on the street yeah. how can you know how someone yeah. is that's what i love about podcasting exactly it's so much deeper you know you Same. actually and the relationships like you're saying the relationships that you build by having someone on your podcast yeah is completely different than networking small talk that you go you know? yeah because that's not that's not really real uh not always it's like you don't we actually have a conversation now. Like I know what exactly. you're about. Whereas, like if I met you at a, you know, opening launch party, you know, yeah, both having a drink and saying like, oh yeah, it's pretty, it's going pretty good. I'm busy, you know, you know, staying busy. Yeah, but yeah, you don't yeah. get into it. I had this idea once that um, uh, what if you're like trapped in a elevator with that right wing uh, politician? Right. You get to, you you you'll talk. Mm-hmm. You, that you might not like each other, but you'll talk and mm-hmm. and you might find out in that person's for your uh, taste warped uh, vision of what the what what the country is or what the world is. And you you don't have to uh, agree with that person, but you understand, okay, seeing this trauma that you had as a youngster mm-hmm. uh, uh, growing up in this hood where no one's like me mm. or whatever uh i understand that you you turn into this this person mm-hmm. yeah. uh don't agree with it you don't agree with me but yeah uh something happens and uh, and that's that's an interesting thing to yeah. and that's i'm working uh, on the promo for the joker right now but that's right. exactly what that movie is as well at, yeah. at some point it's it's you see what why this person turns into this yeah this super villain yeah um yeah i think people in general should ask why more like you're saying try to understand other people try to put yourself in those that person's shoes yeah but it's all it's all um everyone's hasty everyone has 
places to be and things to do and uh mm-hmm. and and uh with this podcast now it, it it actually um why would you press play mm-hmm. if you don't know me so maybe they follow all your um all your shows and then they're like i don't know who this guy is but they asked him so he'll probably be interesting let me press play mm-hmm. but um it's it's having faith in that you guys asked me or asked this girl or this guy or um uh but how do you get that trust and that trust you only get by keep doing it mm-hmm. keep doing it keep doing it keep doing it mm-hmm. and at some point the first listeners might have had ah, these people are now going to do a podcast blah, but this is now your 10th or whatever uh episode or mm-hmm. even more and people are like oh they're still at it oh okay oh but they have this guy as well oh but that that one i want to hear and then they might be interested in this was pretty good let me check them all out Mm -hmm. so it's you have to um um be patient be patient but but put in the work as well like at some point i I had like like a drawing a day uh, when i first started with instagram and um and at the end of the week, I'm like, oh, this one's pretty good. Let me just share it. And and I was like uh, um, focusing more on what happened in pop culture. So when Pharrell wore the, the crazy uh, Vivian, Vivian Westwood hat, yeah. I, I drew it, but I drew it even bigger than it already was. Yeah. And um, um, and then you, uh, you tag him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And who knows, maybe he'll see it. Uh, and you don't do it for that, but you're like you're 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 working on your craft. You're you're making flight hours mm-hmm. as a pilot. You have to the more yeah, hours yeah. you make, the better you get. And um, uh, and at some point, I amassed the 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 the, the following that I had on Instagram mm-hmm. with just doing what I what I like to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't do the uh, drawing a day anymore because <laughs> it, it I have other stuff to do, but. But it's almost the same thing. It's it's you you actually put in work mm-hmm. and time, and at some point, people didn't feel it, and maybe they did now. Or yeah. or you maybe you know, even if people who followed you previously for something else that you've been exactly. doing, you could always find new people that like you also for your podcast. You know, it's like yeah. It's just it's not like you're stuck with the people that you already know you, but you can kind of like broaden your horizon when with whatever you're trying to do essentially exactly but it has to be genuine Mm -hmm. i don't i don't think uh okay everyone and his aunt has a podcast let me do one as well Mm -hmm. you can do that you can try again dabble in everything find out what sticks what you like um but some people do stuff only for money Mm -hmm. and then are sad that there's no money coming in Mm -hmm. but it's because people people can be dumb Mm-hmm. Uh, but people also have a gut feeling and f- and they can feel energy and some people uh, hone it that well that they that they know how to use it and some people just have a weird vibe about you mm-hmm. it's like their spider sense is tingling I don't know about this guy or girl <laughs> but that um, if something is genuine then then people will have good energy about you and yeah. they'll check out the stuff that you do. So it's it's important to be uh, humble and nice and uh, and make great work, mm-hmm. or at least great work for yourself. Because people see my stuff and are like, mm-hmm. "But it's it's not finished." 
Mm-hmm. It's not it's not that nice. It's not as nice as that that what that girl does. And they're allowed to say that because taste yeah, it's taste, subjective, man. yeah. It's taste is subjective. Yeah. I mean, I guess the answer to my question that I was going to ask you about like, you know, what's some practical advice that you can give to to young aspiring artists that want to work with Adidas or Daily Paper, you know? Um just stay busy mm-hmm. and make stuff that you really dig and um and then you'll find out that you don't really need those brands. Because mm-hmm. maybe you have your own or you hooked up with uh that one girl that actually also does clothing mm-hmm. but um she doesn't have th- that bigger reach or whatever but she makes dope stuff and when you collaborate um maybe that brand becomes a thing as well mm-hmm. and people actually want to buy your stuff and what you'll see is at that point then adidas and all these brands will be like hey we see what you guys are doing mm-hmm. we want in mm-hmm. and that's the thing it's like um you know top notch right the, the record label yeah um people always want to be born be a dope rapper and then that's it mm-hmm. they want to be uh they want to be signed yeah. and that's it but uh what i've seen from from my perspective is this these guys uh at the label they're watching everything and when something is bubbling because someone is an entrepreneur and makes stuff happen and uh made uh usb sticks with their or their album on it or did something um or uh, independent on spotify and all of that and has amassed uh, his or her following by themselves made community that what the thing that m1 of that press said mm-hmm. you have your own community that will back you up because they love you and you're one of them mm-hmm. uh that's when they move that's when they mail you and they're like hey we see what you're doing uh we'd like to talk and then you have to sit down and they're like i think we can broaden what you've already started mm-hmm. um because we have uh the money the means uh we have we have the pr we have the distribution network yeah um come over here and let's let's do this thing together and what does a what does a collaboration like that usually look like uh with the label no i mean if you're working with with a brand you know as a as an artist doesn't have necessarily be music but yeah for yourself you know um well with daily paper they helped me out because uh when my first uh children's book came out i wanted to do a a t-shirt And I was like, you guys do t-shirts. Wanna <laughs> wanna do this together? And and they um they know me from from way back. So um uh they were uh they were willing to help me out. And they were like, sure, it's it's light work for us. It's mm-hmm. not like you're you have this weird uh denim jacket that you wanna do with like silk uh mm-hmm. silk uh, whatever or something yeah, like yeah. that it's 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 just a shirt so we'll we can help you out and then uh we'll have a signing at the store at, at the shop and uh so it's 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 stuff like that that you just help each other out and um and the same goes for uh no adidas is uh, so i'm um i'm at an agency that uh as an illustrator mm-hmm. And Adidas just wanted to uh, uh, use my work uh, or, or uh, collaborate on on something that I can't talk about. 
but um, I can't talk about fully. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I did that, and they just they just pay the agency, and the agency pays me, and okay. it's, so it's it's a it's it's a different. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not really a collaboration. It's 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 a commissioned right. uh, uh, wow. assignment. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And how do you balance kind of like your your passion work and also using your art for like activism? Let's say I know that you're quite involved in like the Amsterdam creative scene and trying to make a difference there. You were with Kick at the Art Council. And, you know, balancing that with commercial work, because at the end of the day, you also need to sustain yourself. Yeah, that's that's the um, that's the whole I do a lot. But uh, Mm. um, uh, the the thing that I had before I knew that I was going to use the whole uh, visual artist uh, box, Mm -hmm. um, I already liked a, a whole lot of different things. And um, so that's just who I am. So, um, and it helps money-wise because if you made a book um, and that just goes on and, and lives its life mm. because you don't know who's going to read it in, a, in the library or who's going to uh, buy it for their niece or whatever, it, it just lives it. It's, it's done, it's made. Now it's no longer mine, it's everyone's. So mm-hmm. it goes out into the world and does what it does. Um, and then I do... Uh, then I'm asked by someone, could you, would you like to be part of this uh, group show? So you do that, and then you have a new project that's going on, and then I have the agency that that calls me and okay, uh, Icon Magazine uh, Italy wants you to do uh, some illustrations again. So, okay, cool. So I do all these things, but at some point, hey, it's May. Um, this, these are the numbers that you sold with the with the book. So. Uh, uh, Sorry, uh, amount X will will be uh, transferring to your account. So, mm-hmm. Oh, cool! It's almost like invisible money. You didn't mm-hmm. you didn't think of it because you're busy with all these other stuff. But uh, that comes in uh, the the exhibition. You sold the work that comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Icon magazine pays that comes in. So it's it's good to have uh, a range of different stuff. But it's all me. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh it's 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 not far off of who I am as a person. So um so yeah I paint and I draw and I write and I um uh, uh, so I made this um uh Swartlicht, the hip hop group. Mm-hmm. They made an incredible album that came out I think last year or two years ago maybe I forgot. Music works like that. Mm-hmm. Can be three years old, but you still pump it, so it feels like they released it yesterday. Yeah. But they had this one track, and uh, uh, and it was an amazing track. And I was like, I'd like to draw an entire video uh, for it, but because I do everything by hand, it it'll take a while. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you guys bear with me, I, I can do that. And they're like, Yeah, sure. We we've got um, other plans to release videos, and not that one. So. That's fine. So I had all this time to create it, and now it's finished. And it's and it's uh, um, you can see it at CBK uh, South Oost in uh, in Amsterdam, and it's uh, now part of an exhibition at Iris in uh, uh, London. And today, but that's not today. Uh, today, when people hear it, but yeah. I'm going to, to Rotterdam later, where it will also be shown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at some point when all the remixes are in, they'll release it online and everyone can see it. But um, 
that's something I really wanted to make uh, because it's very politically charged and uh, the, the track is, is that as well. Mm-hmm. So it was my uh, fight the power, mm. uh, public enemy move. Right. And the video that I saw when I was a kid in uh, uh, on, on Yo! MTV Raps. So, um, and I have no idea what that will do to people that see it. Mm-hmm. Because I know what effect uh, the Spike Lee do the right thing movie had on me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that I put myself on that level, but I do know that um, my pen is my weapon mm-hmm. and, and my platform is art. And Nina Simone once said, uh, a true artist's duty is to reflect the times. Mm. And that's like something that stick with me ever since we did a, a, a theater play about her. Yeah. So we were all, the whole uh, organization was all into everything she ever said. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and things stick at, with a lot of us. Um, so all these gems I try to um, work into my art. So my art is, is like, um, it's like hiding medicine in candy. Mm-hmm. So it looks great. Uh, it, it's very colorful, but there is messaging. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only way to really uh, get a hold of people. Now, you have to hide it in a Joker movie or you have to hide it in a video uh, that's animated or in South Park or in The Simpsons or whatever. You have to, you can't just, here's a book, read it. Mm. Because a lot of people just don't like to read, which is a shame. But um, someone once said, if you want to hide hide it put it in a book <laughs> want to hide information put it in a book yeah so uh, how do we uh make sure that people don't make the same mistakes that other people have made through the through all this time uh and i think it's it's put it in pop culture and give it to the masses nice i love that i love that analogy what is it what did you say again but medicine I don't know when it comes out it's gone <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> quotable man that's gonna be uh... we'll have to uh, <laughs> run that back yeah transcribe or, or, or do you mean the Nina Simone quote no the the medicine you gotta we'll run it back medicine. we'll <laughs> run it back we'll make a little snippet out of it for yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah I want to touch on uh, your involvement in the Amsterdam creative scene a bit more and you know what what your opinion is on you know the pros and cons on the Amsterdam scene um, what do you love about it what do you think you want to see more of um, well I, I, I come uh, from a, a, a smaller village village almost mm-hmm. uh, that's that's uh, close to Amsterdam like uh, it's called Kohanazan it's like in Zandstad mm-hmm. so it's very close it's like 15 minutes but um, with train and with car and stuff like that um, so I've never officially uh, been an, an Amsterdam person mm-hmm. uh, but what I said I'm, I'm an only child and all my other relatives were always in Amsterdam Southeast and I was like there three times in the week mm. ever since I was born till mm. still now. Yeah. And um, so, so I have a different perspective on a lot of things. Sometimes I see uh, 
people in Amsterdam in the creative uh, uh, creative space they can sometimes be a bit lazy mm-hmm. because uh, something happens in Amsterdam on the east side but they're in west and they're like oh no that's too far <laughs> so so people don't uh, go to stuff as often as, as they could mm-hmm. sometimes they miss amazing theater plays or amazing whatever Cho- choose something and 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 I'm there and and there are too many seats empty. Mm-hmm. And then that play changes my life or how I look at a thing. And I'm like, people saw this. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. So that's that's a problem that doesn't uh, uh, qualify for everybody, but that's mm-hmm. something that I see. Um, and uh, and a, a whole lot happens in Amsterdam as well. Mm-hmm. So much that people um, start um, comparing stuff like oh I just saw that act perform yeah it wasn't as good as the other act but they're they're miles apart mm-hmm. uh, but it's because there's so much going on it's every day there's something and uh, people um, they lose uh, sight of that that things are um, too much amazing stuff is also a problem you know what I mean? I don't know how uh, other way to say it, but yeah, if you yeah, see yeah. too much, it's it's. It gets like drowned out in a way. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, things aren't uh, special anymore. Mm-hmm. Almost. I mean, it kind of says that Amsterdam has quite a high level of, you know, quality creativity, I guess. But yeah, I, but I do see what you mean. What 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 my tip would be is is try and um, go somewhere else. Like mm-hmm. if you're always if if you're entire being is like in um, um, hip-hop music or something or music mm-hmm. try not to uh, only uh, check out music things but go and go to the theater mm-hmm. or um, or you're only checking movies well go to a concert mm-hmm. or um, try something uh, check out something different um, and see what it does for you because what I said when I saw Offside, that there was a theater play that, that changed my whole mm-hmm. life, actually, because I actually started working there and, uh, and the rest is history. I'm, I'm now who I am because I saw that play. <laughs> and, um, and that's what good art can do. But if you don't check it out, then uh, you'll never know. Yeah. So why don't you go to a fashion show? Yeah. Go to a fashion show and, and see what it actually takes to put, to put all these garments together. Mm-hmm. And um, and it does something for your creativity to to, to switch things up a bit. Um, so that's what that that's what I would like for Amsterdam to do more. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch all different sorts of stuff and see what it does for your creative for your own creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that nice and the pros. The pros is that it's all there. Yeah, yeah. Everyone already has it in them, and and a lot of people already found it and are doing it, and um, um, and you, and people should support it. Mm-hmm. Support uh, your locals is what something that I always put on mixing, and it's mm-hmm. funny because a, a, a couple of people still know that, and they actually use it as a hashtag now. Hashtags mm-hmm. weren't the thing back then. Yeah, but. Um, um, I didn't realize that I said it that much, mm-hmm. but uh, because of a friend of mine, he's like, no, you always said that, man. That's why I always use the hashtag support mm-hmm. your locals. 
and and that's what I do. Is I'm I'm um, I'm wearing pata pants right now mm-hmm. uh, because I uh, support black-owned businesses and allies as well. So mm-hmm. I um, I like to buy stuff at uh, Daily Paper and Pata and mm-hmm. uh, the new originals and stuff like that because um, why not? When I have the dough, I yeah. can give it to some other brand. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'll rock anything. I'll rock that white Zeman shirt. Yeah. Uh, but if someone else has his own Zeman, then I then I'll mm-hmm. do it there. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I have Tidal instead of Spotify because I like Jay Z. Mm-hmm. And uh, my only thing was, but do, do all the Dutch acts? Can I find them on there as well? And I could. So I was like, I'd rather give my uh, music streaming money to uh, to someone of the culture than mm-hmm. some Scandinavian com- company that I don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it goes much further in terms of you know what what that purchase of a local from a local brand will give back to you, even because it might not just be that piece of clothing, but it'll allow them to you know put together a festival or continue doing those events or running that podcast at this time. Bill, your favorite artist out, like what Jay-Z did with uh, 21 Savage and, uh, <laughs> and Meek Mill that. and all exactly. those guys. Yeah, but it, no, but that's what it is. It's, mm-hmm. it's, um, and you, you can't always know what people use their cash for, but mm-hmm. um, I like to, uh, yeah, I like to try and be as sustainable as possible. I don't know everything about that, but I, but, it's just small things like I, I I don't eat meat and I don't do this and I don't do that and okay what do I do and then look at okay who can I actually support that that needs it so when I buy children's books um, I go to this uh, this uh, small shop owned by a black lady that that specializes in children's books where uh, the the lead characters are a mix of uh, colors and and and, uh, and cultures i'd rather do that than just order it at bowl.com or whatever mm. so it's, it's stuff like that i try to be conscious of what i do with with uh with my dough yeah small You're amount voting. of dough that i have voting power essentially yeah all right well i think um we're coming to an end for this podcast um but uh yeah, lots of good insights for sure. It's great to hear your story. Um, Thanks for having and me. To finish up, tell us what you got going on in your life, man. Um, yeah, well, the, the Swartlicht video is uh, coming out at some point. Um, watch it. Spread it. Yeah, we'll uh, put the link in. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's out then, but uh, but uh, I don't know when the podcast is coming out. But it's, it's yeah. uh, probably at the end of this month. And uh, so I made a graphic novel uh, called Franklin. That's about uh, the black Afro-American soldiers that helped free the Netherlands uh, in World War II. Something that a lot of people don't know, that uh, one in 10 uh, US soldiers were black. Um, It's an important story because uh, at the same time there was segregation. Mm -hmm. So uh, the black... Uh, soldiers they had to fight hitler and their own country as well mm-hmm. um, uh, it's 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 an important uh part of our um joint history mm-hmm. 
and um and yeah it's it's it, i'm pretty proud of that project i don't see a lot of people writing about it so that that's uh, that mm -hmm. pains my heart because i uh, i put a lot of hours into it and i, I think it pr came out pretty dope um but who knows maybe at some point maybe people check out this and are like mm -hmm. okay i gotta check that out um, it's based on true stories. It's it's a fictional tale, but it's based on all sorts of interviews and diaries. And uh, um, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, hours put in into the research of uh, making this story. Um, and I'm working on uh, the third part of the children book series. Um, that's a big project for me because because it's uh, my kids. My actual kids are the mm -hmm. lead characters in that story. That's awesome. I wish so, I had that as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a, uh, in 2020, there will be a theater play mm -hmm. uh, of the book. Uh, so that's fun. And uh, what am I forgetting? I'm working on um, a children's book about sickle cell um, with uh, uh, an amazing group of women. Mm -hmm. um, which will help with drawings and uh, writing and uh, the design uh, and the release, uh, releasing it to the public. Um, stuff like that. It's, it's just fun, uh, fun stuff, uh, fun stuff. It's, it's heavy material, mm -hmm. but, it's, um, but it gives me a good feeling to, to, to make it accessible and uh, make it look good for, for a larger audience. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and the, the things are coming in here and there. Questions to make murals and stuff like that for museums and uh, all sorts of stuff. But it's a uh, it's 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 a good time for me to uh, as a professional. Awesome. Well, looking forward to all those projects coming out. And uh, thanks. thanks for coming again. Yeah, man. Until next time. Yep.